0: Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodekar-Schaller. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about Sid Meier's Pirates. Yes, no it's Pirates! Pirates! A big exclamation point at yeah, the end. There are not too many uh, games with an exclamation point at the end. Can you think of any more? Um, there's a pinball machine. That's got one. Uh, what's it called? Judge
1: Dredd? No, it's a Hollywood. It's an old timey Hollywood lights camera action. Oh, okay. That's
0: got one. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's not too many. That was good though. I put you on the spot. You answered well. Really uh, right. And I could be
1: wrong. <laughs> no one knows.
0: Yeah. Don't look. Um, but before we get into pirates, uh, we're gonna do some feedback. We got a couple messages this week. Is this good feedback it's or is good it good feedback? Okay, good. So the first uh, feedback comes in from Alan Kebab, uh, new <laughs> new Patreon subscriber. What's in an Alan Kebab? Well, you get your onions, your
1: lettuce. You put lettuce on a kebab? You don't do you? That melts.
0: Sometimes, I mean, kebab in England is different than a kebab here. Like kebab oh, yeah? in England is the thing that you said looked disgusting, which baffled me. Is Alan English? I don't know. I don't. I, I know very little about our friend Alan. So you're saying that thing, the, the
1: picture you put on the thing was that was a kebab. That's a kebab. That's what they Where's call the a
0: kebab. Where's the stick, yo? So again. What they call a kebab in England is not what we call a kebab here. Okay. What do we call what that was? So we, I don't know. I call it a kebab. Right. But, but you're, you're, what what it is is, I guess we call it like shawarma. <laughs> Are you familiar with that term? I'm not. Okay. okay. You know, in England, they basically just have meat on big spits, and they carve the meat off, you know, onto a plate. They yeah. put some cheese. They put some, you know, a little bit of lettuce. And then the best thing is they've just got these huge things of sauce, and you just cover it with the sauce. Uh-huh. And, um, and then you eat it. Oh, there's always a side of chips, which, you know, fries. Uh-huh. And, uh, that's what that was. Uh, that's what, what that was. What was that green stuff in the middle? That was the lettuce. See, that didn't look that it Maybe it was just the way the picture
1: was shot. Because everything you said sounds good to me. Big water meat, mm-hmm. weird sauce, yeah. you know, some fries. I'm yeah. down with the clown. Mm-hmm. Then there was this other stuff. It might have been, it
0: actually might have been cheese, like melted, like shaved off cheese. Green? Might, they, what, did they get it on the moon? I don't know. <laughs> it, it might have been the, you know, I don't know. But anyway, thank you, Alan. Uh, He says, uh, (laughs) thanks for all your hard work and keeping the podcast going. It's really made my commute to work so much more enjoyable. Beauty. Anything that can make going to work better, I'm all for it. Me too. Me too. Uh, We also got a message saying, hello from Seattle. Whoa. In America? In America. Sweet lordy. (laughs) I've been listening to your podcast since the 2016 Christmas special and finally Mm -hmm. got around to becoming a Patreon subscriber. You guys are awesome and I look forward to the podcast every week. Anyway, just wanted to say hi and thanks for keeping the Amiga dream alive. No need to read my name. I'm not in it for the fame. Just wanted to support you guys so you can keep doing what you're doing. He doesn't so, want you singing his name is what he means. That may be true. A wise decision from Seattle. Um, so thank you, uh, Anonymous, and uh, we appreciate your patronage. Cool, and it's good to see another, another yank, American. yank yeah. in the joint. Will Williams has got company. Yeah. Um, so, Aaron, what news is going on in the Amiga world oh this week? Oh, boy. All sorts of news.
1: Actually, it was a pretty newsworthy week for once. There was a lot, actually, that, that uh, went down. I guess the, let's just start at the beginning. Our uh, good and dear friend, Mr. Pleasance, mm-hmm. whom was just a guest on our show a few weeks back, has right. kicked off the Kickstarter, and, is, and the Kickstarter's Hello. killing it, if you will. Uh, in fact, it's... As I'm looking at it right now, it is funded. Yeah, yeah. Which, no surprise there, because as, and you know, when we did the interview, and I mentioned this last week, like, I was nervous as hell, because this guy, he's like the keeper of the knowledge. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. Real nice cat. Real down-to-earth guy. And brother, he knows what he's talking about. And when he says, I'm going to write a tell-all book that gives a full scoop on Commodore, you can damn sure know that he's going to put out a hell of a book. And uh, I can't wait to, to have to give this thing a read yeah i'm throwing down on the on the uh on the kickstarter myself and uh, uh gosh i wish him all the luck in the world i know you recorded something to uh, for him and uh, uh Hi, he was a real nice guy a real good guest and we appreciate it and we wish him all the best and like i said this thing's already funded you know i'm on
0: a video with
1: alistair brimble oh yeah we're kind of
0: collaborators oh
1: so, <laughs> is this the <laughs> testimonial yeah congratulations uh on that and, and you know here's the thing uh a guy like Mr. Pleasant does not have to come on the Amigos. I mean, he's been, he's been on every he's been on every There's real a talk be. show, every podcast. I mean, he this guy does the circuit. But it was nice of him to agree to come on, especially so close to the Kickstarter. And just talk to a couple of dumb Americans about Where's Amiga Kim? stuff. Yeah,
0: I mean, look at these luminaries. I probably not. I have not actually watched. This. <laughs> yeah, they probably cut me from this. video. I'm looking at who's on here,
1: this, and, uh, I, and uh, it would be absurd. Yeah. To be yeah. Absurd. But anyway, if you're interested in going to this, um, we'll link this up. It's already linked up. Actually, if you want to go and throw down on the uh, on the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. uh, the uh,
0: we will be purchasing a uh, a copy of this book for the show for our perusal, and yeah, we yeah, will be yeah. giving it away. In the yes, contract, absolutely. So. Uh, it, uh, we gotta get one yeah. So and again
1: this is gonna be I haven't looked forward to a book like this for a long time mm-hmm. this is gonna be something that's especially the way he was talking he talked to us off camera and I mean there was certain topics he didn't want to touch on in the interview and uh, he because he's saving this a big juicy secret to the book and I don't blame him frankly right. but uh, like I said I had no doubt when he put this thing up it was gonna go to the roof and I, I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if he doubles what he's asking it wouldn't surprise me a bit cause no. people, you know, but so if you're into that if you're into the history or what went wrong, you know, have a look. Um, another bit of awesome news. This is a great week, all right? The people we love, the people that make our lives so much easier, the company, <laughs> are back in action. They had two releases this week. Um, they, firstly, they put out a, a, a trained exe file for Twin World Land of Vision. Which is, a, which is a game that, you know, again, if you're not familiar with the company, uh, these guys, or guy, I, like I said, I, I'd love to talk to anyone involved with that outfit, uh, but these guys put out, they basically have a, a pre-rolled Amiga game, it's an EXE file, you just download it to your Windows PC and you play it, bam. It comes with the trainer, it's got all the settings, and it's set already, it runs great, and it's just, they're great. And hopefully, this means you're going to go back and update a lot of those ones that no longer run on windows yeah anything with 2.5 if you go to their website which i've got it linked up uh they've got a ton of stuff up there but a lot of it doesn't work anymore Mm and on anything beyond windows 7 thanks to our good buddies at microsoft for removing some functionality there and so they were slowly patching the stuff that was 2.5 to make it 2.6 which will work so if you go on that site and you will see Anything that's, that you want to play that's 2.5, unless you're running Windows Windows 7 or back, you're going to have a problem. Uh, that, that's, I've not found no way to run them, and I've tried. So, From everything I've read, no one can run them. So, but anyway, this is great news because uh, the company stopped uh, putting out stuff a while. I think it was like last year. It's been they early took, in our run. The whole, they took the whole site down for a while. Yeah, yeah, and then they put it back up without any... They pretty much put a message out that for due to personal reasons they were ending. Mm. But... Uh, uh, we're was, glad they're back absolutely and like I said it makes I mean I can always say you know, for us it makes our job easier When I, I mean like I said I've got that I've got kind of a gamey Amiga that don't that certain things won't run on so it makes it a lot easier when I don't have to go and mess around with the emulator I can just run one file and it works and right. I know for you of course it's a, your situation has changed but still it's a lot easier um, they also released uh, this week uh, a game called it's a 1994 game called Universe from Core Design, uh, which I've not heard of or seen, to be honest with you. Uh, but, uh, hey, I'm down. Like I said, if they're going to start cranking it up again, that, that's that's great. Uh, I'm looking forward to that big time. <clears throat> so welcome back uh, to those guys. Um, another, <laughs> another great thing for the community, um, the folks over there that put together these fine CD32 compilation discs have done it again with a uh, compilation of magnetic fields, works. It's a complete uh, It's a complete compilation, including, gosh, look at what's on here, Bo, as you look at this thing. You've got Crystal Dragon, Ducks, Kid Chaos, the Lotus Trilogy. Enough said, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, MF Tanks, POD, Supercars 1 and 2, Super Scramble Simulator, and Wrangler. So we have played about, what, Three of those, boats, hmm I think so. And there's a couple there that I'm looking at my chops to get a hold oh, yeah, of. yeah. So, too. So, me too. hey, you cannot beat it. I don't know if it's Amiga J behind this, but I'm not sure. I didn't, I see, didn't see his like, name on it. I didn't see a name attached to it. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Yeah. He,
0: he, he usually,
1: he's usually uh, all up in it. Um, <clears throat> you know, something else I want to touch on. This isn't really news. It's news to me. Uh, a magazine called uh, C64 Commodore Free. I don't think we've ever talked about this before. No, uh, it's a it's a free like magazine online. Uh, the neat thing about this, this I thought this was great actually. Um, you could you, it's got it comes in a PDF uh, or an e-book for an ebook reader. You know, or you can get a C sixty four disk image of the magazine, which is <laughs> that's tremendous. That is, I that's approve. Very cool. And they actually mention us on there. Oh um, wow, which is that. That's not how I found it. Actually, I was I was darn surprised. I was like, "Oh look," uh, and it was so. That's nice, but uh, man, this content on this thing is tremendous. I mean, I got to give my hats off to the fella putting this together. It's really good. I mean, it's it's a it's a uh, it's a great magazine. We're we're very fortunate to have a lot of good quality uh, free magazines up. Of course, we've got the Amigos magazine, which is which I love. And so, and, and this one, this one's not Amiga. Our Amiga's magazine is Amiga only, pretty much. This one it covers all the Commodore stuff, but they have a, they have an Amiga section. And uh, but I know a lot of uh, Amiga users are old C64 guys too. So this is a nice magazine if you want to, uh, you know, get a big scoop of nostalgia. They do a lot of interesting stuff. So, Alex, I know this one's been out for quite a while, but I've, I've never seen it before. So, look at this.
0: Have you seen this thing before?
1: I have. I saw that. Ad. So, it's a, what he's looking at, y'all. Is a uh, is a TV. Uh, it's a TV uh, uh, adapter or or a thing to play multiple classics. That was just like basically, like, it's probably like a uh, Raspberry Pi those... or something stuck mm-hmm. in there. Who knows what what they've got there? It's a little gizmo to play C sixty four games on your TV. Um, Oh, another one. I think this may have came out right at, at the cutoff last week, but, I, again, I was late to the party. And this is from a site that I've been looking at. It's funny. It's called Generation Amiga. Have you ever been on Generation Amiga before? No. It's a site that I can't access in, in some places. <laughs> it's weird. It's on the band list. No, it just doesn't, no, it just doesn't come up. I don't know why. but <laughs> And it doesn't always come up for me anyway, but it comes up at home. Anyway, there's a new game that's been uh, ported over from the ST, uh, it's not a new game. It's an old, It's new to Amiga. It's called Arctic Moves. Have you ever heard of this game? No. It looks awesome. Uh, uh, I'm going to get me some of that. It looks like it'd be a lot of fun uh, to, to give this a shot. So, uh, I, I, again, I've not seen it before. and uh, Looks kind of like Rolling Thunder. Which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, this was released in 1995 and then it was released again in 2001 on the Target uh, ST. Uh, so, kind of neat. So... That pretty much does it with uh, with news this week. It was a good week. A lot of good stuff came out. It's good to see the uh, the churn starting again. We're getting a lot of action, mm-hmm. and with the company doing their thing, that's always nice. And the CD32 stuff, you can't ever get enough of that. So right. and, the, and the book as well. So it should. Be, uh, I'd say it's going to be
0: a pretty interesting spring.
1: Cool. What do you got for site updates? Well,
0: uh, we have one lonely site update this week. It's been kind of quiet on the everythingamiga.com front, but uh, our it's a good one. Intrepid beat reporter. Dreamcatcher has uh, put out a review of the Defenders of the Earth game. The DOE is, I believe, that they're known now. Aaron, um, you are one of the one, if not if not the country, at least the states' leading authorities on comic books. Oh yeah, I hope, I hope um, Chad doesn't hear you say that because he would destroy me. He's <laughs> the, I'm not even
1: the Amigos leader on comic <laughs> knowledge. That's easily him. <laughs> Um, so tell us a little
0: bit about Defenders of the Earth.
1: I don't know anything about it. i never heard of them until I read this. Are you serious? No, I,
0: I, I, it's Star Comics. Man. I yes, even know a him. Subsidiary. That's Phantom. He's in the
1: papers. Well, here's the thing. I'd never heard of this outfit. Uh, and I had never heard of this game. And I saw that title screen. I'm like, holy crap, that mm-hmm. looks awesome. And the, and the box looks awesome. i got to give you something. So this, this game's on my short list for an Amigos so actually, I think I made a comment about it. Um, as usual, D, uh, DK got in there deep and looked over different versions, uh, explained the origins of it, which were crazy wacky. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it looks like a pretty neat game. Apparently, it's not that great, but it looks pretty cool. It does look cool, you know. And so I, I, I read that article and I was like, man, where is this thing? It's amazing. Having been in the Amiga uh, biz for the last couple of years, hardcore, and in, you know, back in my younger days, I was into it, and it's amazing how much stuff slips past me. Mm-hmm. Which, much like today's game, I, I had not played this until this review. Wow! I, I'd never, and, and I. It's one of those games that I'd heard about and heard about. And I'm like, man, okay, you know, I don't, get it. but it wasn't what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So, but this game's another one I'd even heard of it.
0: Well, let's talk about <laughs> it. It's time, Sid Meier's Pirates. Pirates. So, this
1: is an interesting game. Now, before we get too far into this, I played the original version. I didn't play the CD32 version, which is Pirate's Gold. because I want to get a feel for the original. Mm-hmm. I did have a look at the other ones, which I'll get into that a little bit later. Did, um, did you play the original as well? Yeah, I played okay. the original. So, this came out on the Amiga in 1990 on two discs. Um, it was developed by Microprose Software Labs and of course uh, these guys were pretty good <laughs> mm. uh, they did Civilization which we covered uh, they did Gunship 2000 they did a, a Covert Action which is sort of the spy equivalent of Pirates uh, F-19 a Railroad Tycoon Secret Service Red Storm Rising all these are pr- pretty quality games I mean, I've touched at least I've had a cup of coffee with most of them over the years Um <laughs> the Amiga port of this before it came out originally on the C64 was handled by Steve Borer.
0: and this was a uh, uh this was a Sid Meier joint as you mentioned. He's can you think who so we got David Crane, he puts his name on his games. Oh, uh, and anybody else any other developers that well, right off the top uh, of your head? Kitching's uh um uh, uh Pinball, was a who did Pinball Construction? Their oh, name that was, was Bill Budge.
1: And, and then, but no, uh, Kitching did one. Paul Kitching? Uh, what was his? Our, our. Not our practice, ours, the I other know. one.
0: But not the other, other one it's, either. Yeah, there's so many. It's hard <laughs> to keep track.
1: Here's a funny story about that I read. Again, Digital Antiquarian, uh, antiquarian is oh. a great site. And they did a little blurb on this that I read. Um This game, when it was, you know, just to get a little back history of this. So, when this game was pitched, it was originally pitched with the thought in mind that it was going to be a simulated battle between two between boats, and it was going to be something along the lines of one of those uh, old school Avalon Hill uh,
0: strategy games. F-
1: games where you, I mean, it was real uh, with charts strategy and you know, yeah, right. And, and that's how mm. they pitched it. And if you if you've ever played anything from the old it, Avalon Hill board game series—they're pretty deep, time-consuming, laborious games. Right. I—I uh, I, I had a cup of coffee with Avalon Hill. Of course, I've I'm got one of them. Indiana. You got
0: me for uh, something a couple of years ago, right <laughs> over there. Yeah, right. And yeah. and Avalon Hill games are very prized because
1: they're—they birth a lot of what is now video game simulation. Right. So, uh, Sid that had the idea for a game in mind of his uh, a pirate game along those lines. Uh, he visited the Caribbean. And did a little research and stuff, but basically, when this was originally pitched, it was a pitch as a, like I said, a simulation. And so, Sid Myers uh, had also communicated with a fellow that worked that worked for uh, MicroPost Labs that had learned how to to basically render menus on-screen menus quickly on the C64. I don't know all the programming gymnastics behind it, but it was apparently quite a, a coup, and it could throw quick graphics and windows on the screen. <laughs> and so Sid Meyer like, Well this this sounds like it'd be right up my alley, we can use this technology that you've come up with. We're gonna make this game pirates. And so, uh when he originally made it, uh the people at, at uh at Microprose like you know, the guy running it was like, wait a minute here. You know, this isn't our kind of game. We do simulators, we do your F nineteens, mm-hmm. you know, we do your gunships. Mm-hmm. That was our bag. Our micro wrestling. Right. No. No. <laughs> That's a Boy, so uh, he was like, "How am I going to pitch this?" So anyway, they made the game. I'll, I'll skip ahead to answer your question about the name. So there's a there's an anecdote in the in this in this story where uh, the guy that ran a Microprose was at dinner, or no, he was at an awards event with Robin Williams of all people, and they're at a table, and they were discussing how weird it was that. Uh, That rock stars were famous, and authors were famous, and movie stars were famous. Why weren't and athletes were famous? Why weren't video game designers designers famous? And the guy's like, hmm, and he put that in his back pocket. So when it was time to pitch this game, you're like, listen, Sid Meier has a good rep. Let's put his name on this and push this guy like a maniac, Mm -hmm. you know? And so this is the first game that has Sid Meier's name on it of all the games he ended up doing, which is ended up so many good games. And to put this to the test, and this is also in the story, he says he was at a dinner with Sid Myers and he said, "Listen, I'm going to watch is how publicity works." And he he walked up to the waiter and he said, "Listen, I don't want to, my client Sid Myers doesn't want to be disturbed during this dinner." And the waiter's like, "Who's Sid Myers?" And he's like, "That guy. He's a famous author. He's like, "We don't want any disturbances while we're eating." And they said by the time they left the restaurant, he had 20 people he'd given autographs to. Mm. Now no one knew who this guy that's, was.
0: That's that's.
1: And then to to further uh, give this as an example, my buddy at work, we were I was talking to him. I told him this story, and I was like, I was like, have you ever heard the term, the name Sid Myers? And he goes, Sid Myers, Yeah, he he he's a game developer. I was like, can you name any of his games? He goes, No, I, but I know the name. That's all you need to know. I thought to myself, how bizarre! Yeah, why would you even know that? Well, he probably heard Sid Meier's Railroad Tycoon or Sid Meier's Civilization or blah blah blah. blah. So it worked, you know, it worked. And so that's the way they pitched the game. They basically pitched on the basis of his ability to to have a good rep, and then they just made made up the rest Mm -hmm. effectively. So um, anyway, the, the so the way the game developed was. Uh, again, they did a, they did a lot of research as they always do, even when, when they' when they do the simulation games and they and they wanted to make it a game that captured the era of pirates and whatnot. Actually, they shot a little bit earlier than your main event pirates, your blackbeard, and you know something like but uh, but Sid wasn't shooting for a historical uh, game. What he wanted was the stuff he'd seen on TV. Mm-hmm. Errol Flynn. right he wanted. You know, cutlasses and 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 ship to ship cannons mm-hmm. and all that jazz, swinging on ropes. Yeah, uh, exactly. And so, which you don't do, but I guess you sort of do it. In your mentally you don't do in my swing. mind.
0: That's swing on ropes.
1: So um, they got down, and really, he only had a, he only had about two people on the project. Uh, and this was originally it was developed on the C64, okay, which probably a pretty good coup for the 64 because. They had pride. Apparently, Sid Myers, he This is also kind of interesting. His weapon of choice was the Atari computers, and Meier's person is like, "Listen, these things are—they're too old. Right? You've got to move on." Mm-hmm. And they pried him off the C sixty four and said, "Here's the here," or pried him off the Atari and mm-hmm. stuck him on a Commodore, and he and he got in he got into Commodore, you know, and, and started cranking them out. So he only had a couple people working on it, and eventually uh, another guy towards the end worked on it. They had roughly two and a half to three people work on the original version. And uh, when they released it, it was under his name, it was quite popular. It got released on a bunch of stuff. Um, And it's the usual suspects when it comes to the release. Of course, it got a C64 release, which is its uh, uh, its original computer, CPC, uh, the uh, Apple II and the 2GS. We've got to get one of those. I'm telling you, it'll be cool. Uh, the Atari... Put it right
0: next to the Archimedes.
1: Atari ST. <laughs> We're going to get one of those mm-hmm. one of these days. Uh, the
0: NES. The NES had this. Did you ever oh, yeah. play it? That's where I played it. That's where Really? I, first so you time had played, played, played this before on the NES? I, I think that I, I checked it out on an emulator once. but uh, You never actually played it in depth on no, the NES? No, I, do no. You remember how? Do you remember how compared it compared at all? I think it probably played better on the NES just because you had multiple buttons. You might be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, of
1: course, there was a PC version. And then there were some remakes. I'm going to touch on them briefly. They released a version of this for the uh, CD32 called Pirate's Gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also released a, um, an updated version on the PC and then a super updated version like 2000, gosh, it was pretty, 2004, 2008. They released like a newer version that was like super, super updated and a little bit different, mm-hmm. you know, to start with. But I, I had a look at all these and we'll talk about that later. So, <clears throat> what do you do in this game? Uh, it's a simulation of a life of a, of a guy. Basically, that lived in. The, you can pick when you lived, effectively you can in the 16th, 17th, or 18th century. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the game is really open ended. Uh, when you, you you start with your guy, you get a ship and a crew, and you can decide how you're going to live. You can you can work for a, a one country and try to gain a lot of favor. You can switch countries mm-hmm. you know you can do stuff to to endear yourself to one country and make it very open agent. worldish or you can just be a scumbag and just kill everyone you see that's the best
0: way to play well
1: <laughs> I'm not sure it's the most productive way uh, it's set in it's uh it's set in the Caribbean uh, it includes the Spanish Maine uh, Central America the Yucatan Peninsula all of the Gulf of Mexico Florida and all the Caribbean islands plus Bermuda which is ludicrous yeah uh, I, until I read that, I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" But you know, you can sail around this game, and you can just go on forever until you run out of food, or you, uh, or you, you know, or you get killed. You know, and even then, you don't get really get killed. Mm-hmm. You always just end up in prison <coughs> in the end, right? Yeah, a lot mm. as we'll talk about. So, um, the uh, you get a basically at the beginning of the game, you get a letter uh, authorizing you to be a privateer. For, uh, one of you know one of these various countries and then you're and then, like I said you can you can switch who you're gonna work for throughout the game so no matter what you start doing you don't have to it's not like you're locked in right which is it, that's it's part good. of the charm of the game mm-hmm. so why don't you discuss the the meat of the game what are you doing in a way <clears throat> this is sort of like a cinemaware it's you just took the words right out
0: of my mouth cinemaware should have made this game it would have been very similar it would have been similar um you it is it's based on a series of mini games that are um, bookended by dialogue scenes um in a way it's sort of like the of the crown on water um you have you know you're defending uh you, you when you're working for a particular country in a way it's sort of like that is your your turf that you're defending um there's a couple mini games that are worth mentioning there's one where you have ship to ship combat and it's sort of you're playing against the other ship, but you're also playing against the wind. Um, <laughs> the wind, yeah. The, if the, you want
1: to go the wrong way towards that wind, you're bones, yeah, sir.
0: Yeah. Uh, the way that the the way that the game handles you know these vast expanses of water is pretty neat. Your ship is drawn much (laughs) larger than life, you know, against the map. But you're still, you know, there's still several screens where there's nothing but blue. But it manages to keep both ships on the screen at the same time through various ways. Um, In the ship to ship combat, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In the ship to ship combat, you're um, basically trying to cannonball your foe into submission. Um, but you can also ram your your opponent your opposing <laughs> ship whether you want to or not sometimes I found myself uh, ramming the ship when I did not mean to um, the funny thing about it is when you're in, when you're in ship to ship combat you're really there's only a few ways it's gonna go you, the
1: ship's gonna get away or you're gonna get away all right number one number two you're gonna blow up the ship and sink it mm-hmm. which is no good for anybody right Or yeah. number three, you shoot it until it can't go as fast and then you run into it that's, that's really, pretty much it And
0: that's <clears throat> the best way to go as you hinted because at that point the scene shifts you mount uh you mount the ship Mounted. and uh, it? <laughs> In a raging inferno. Um, I don't know what's burning on these ships, but there's there's, there's a lot of stuff burning. You don't see it on the deck once you start the sword fighting scene. And the sword fighting is based upon controller movements rather than button presses. So this is much, much better than the sword fighting that's in Defender of the Crown, where you're basically just clicking the mouse as fast as you can. Uh, In this, there are a variety of moves that you can do. Um, I managed to win the sword fighting most of the time. I don't know how good the AI was, but anyway, once you and the, the sword fighting is, it's pretty well animated. I mean, it doesn't look like Prince of Persia. It's not that smooth, but you can see the captains doing the moves that you tell them to do. I, I was not good at sword fighting. I could win a
1: lot, but I don't know how. Right, and I, know, I, I would get one move and just and then beat it to death. I, I'm, I'm hitting the overhand. It's right. like I get hot. <laughs> yeah, bam, bam, bonk him. <laughs> you know, and I've heard that the swords and I've read this a couple places where there you give you the choice of weapons. When you sword fight, it's a. I think it's a, a rapier, a,
0: an epi or something and like then, that.
1: And then, but I know the one you don't want is the long sword. They said that's the weakest mm-hmm. one. I never I read, chose I read, the I long that sword. It sounded lame. I usually get the rapier just because it's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. But I, yeah, the sword fighting that was probably one of the weaker elements for me. That I mean, you could have made. If if they'd put a really strong sword fighting element in this, that would have been awesome. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that that's probably one of my, the, my biggest complaints with this thing so far. I,
0: I think that if that maybe they would have combined um, the 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 controller movement with a button press and sped up the animation to make it more <coughs> of a twitch experience, uh, it, it would have improved things a lot.
1: I will say, I having looked at this on the CD32, I, I watched a video of it, read some stuff, multiple buttons, and it the. The C-32 version of this is quite a bit different graphically. Mm. Of course, you've got the AGA chip, shit to work, chip set to work with uh, and multiple buttons. This, I don't know how the sword fighting plays on C-32, but I'm, that's probably the way to go. If it's, I
0: mean, it looks smoother and the guys were better looking, and I'm assuming it probably plays better at yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah. So at any rate, once the sword fighting is complete and if you are victorious, uh, you have the option of basically taking what's on the ship and sinking your opponent's ship, or you can send a crew over there and, uh, and make the ship part of your fleet. Which I screwed up so many times by splintering my. I would capture every ship I had, right, and then I would run out of crew. Yeah, I, I was the. I went the other way. Uh, <laughs> I I sunk all the ships and took the plunder because I like to run lean and mean. Mm, I should have done that. Yeah, and I, but I, every time I play this, I always try to keep the ships. I don't know why. So there is there's an economic, um, you know, element to this game where you're buying and selling goods. Uh, you can take your plunder into a port and sell it you can buy you know you want to keep enough food and and uh, vegetables <laughs> and things to keep scurvy at bay um, but that's uh that's that's basically the heart and soul of the game yeah I mean there's there's there, there's a lot of
1: spice that is added in to make the game to fill the game out um, for starters you have um, mm-hmm. You have allegiances with certain countries, Mm -hmm. and and other countries hate your guts. And depending on how you play it, and you can even, some governors will ask you to do a a task for them to get back in their good graces. Sometimes you'll uh, uh, go out and catch your pirates, and that'll help. But basically, uh, you are never on everyone's good list, which what that does to you is, among other things, that makes it so you can't go to certain ports. Uh, They'll either attack you on site in certain ports, depending on how much they hate you, or sometimes you'll have to sneak into town. And when you sneak into town, it limits your choices. Like, if you sneak into town to go see the governor, I wouldn't expect a, a good response. Uh, the uh, Another thing you can do is put a landing party down and do and, and go and mess with cities. Uh, this is probably one of the clunkier
0: aspects of the yeah, game. Yeah, I you know, couldn't get into it. <laughs> it, to me, it took me out of the experience because it was it was giving me too many options that I didn't know how to control at that point. The, the, or, the,
1: yeah, I understand. The uh, um, the good thing about it is, though, I will say one thing, this I can see why this game is so popular, and once I played it for about a half hour, I got it. If you were playing games back when this came out, an open-ended style world would have been, I mean, really almost completely foreign. To sure. You. It just... The amount of freedom this game gives you is, it's got to be a, <laughs> one of the first games to give you this much uh, uh, freedom and movement and what you can do, where you can go. And it feels like you're surfing, you're going across the world, and it's uh, its big. It's a big world, and, it's, and, and it, that makes it neat. I mean, you sort of can overlook the limited gameplay. <clears throat> I mean, you spend a lot of time on menus in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I'd say seventy to eighty percent of your time is in menus, right? And even the map, the map screen, where you're driving your boat around, and when you're fighting, it's not like this is not star control levels of combat. This mm-hmm. is just, you know, you've got so many cannons, the other, and so much crew. And the other ship's got so many cannons and so much crew, and you just sort of it's it's a position your ship and try mm-hmm. to catch the guy and go with the wind. I mean, there's some strategy into it, but it's not like. You don't have multiple
0: weapons, which, I mean, ships didn't have multiple weapons back then, so it's realistic. You know, you had the cannon, and that's it. Um, I liked some, there were some things that were interesting. You could go, when you went to
1: taverns, you could, uh, you, you could obviously pick up new crew, but occasionally a guy would be like, hey, I've got a hot tip for you, or I've got a map for you, or I've got some special news. And, and you pay him a 100 gold and a coin, and he would say, you know, um, this is this is a place that's got that has a bunch of money coming there. Here's, or if you captured some things, it would it would let you know about certain uh, tr- the location of treasure fleets or or the uh, another thing called the silver train, which would be where they were just c- shipping silver back to the New World or whatever. And you try to
0: get your ship in there and, out. Bam I don't know what that. Out. Bam silver train. Bam that's crazy bam. train. Oh.
1: Oh. <laughs> There's no song called silver train boat. Bad boat. Um, the uh, the another thing you can do in this is pick up chicks, which I thought was funny. Um, also, a
0: defender of the crownage.
1: Yeah, uh, I guess the best way to explain it is that at the end of the game. Another thing about this game that's unique is whenever, no matter what uh, what era you start in, your character ages, and time goes by. Mm-hmm. And as time goes by, this game has a unique system where things happen the world changes stuff you don't see and you'll read the news okay Spain's fighting England this town just got sacked uh, and and it will affect how much your goods are worth in certain places it'll affect who's suddenly hostile towards you
0: mm-hmm.
1: among other things I mean it's yeah <sighs> so there's a lot going on. It's, that's there's where a lot the, going that's on. that's one of the things that's different from a, a cinemaware game mm-hmm. whereas uh, where cinema games are pretty straightforward. This there's a lot of stuff going on in the background that probably you don't think about, but it affects play uh in a, in a, in in the in not in the arcadey way you're playing some of the stuff in the sword fighting, but in the actual strategy way of where do I go to drop to make the most money off my goods. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could play this game and be completely murder free if you took the notion, I guess. Right. <laughs> but uh and just go around and do trading. Mm-hmm. Uh it, what it reminds me of a lot is like uh, some of the old space trading games, well, like Elite, it's kind of like Elite. Yeah, you
0: know, if you want to go the, the 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 trading route, if you want to be a trucker of goods, I would
1: wager that the guys that originally made Elite, they probably had a good hard look at this game, or you know, or, I mean, or vice versa. I'm not sure if how, which elite predated came out, Yeah, it's, came it's, it's pretty close. Um, the uh, the uh, uh, the the ability to progress in the game is a lot is based solely on uh, the amount of money you make and the amount of and then the amount of like, when you get married, like, which woman you marry matters. And at the end of the game, when you're too old to continue your career, it's retirement time, there's a big scale. <clears throat> and the game will rate you on how well you did on the scale. And I think the bottom level is, like, beggar or something. And up to the, up the top where you're, like, a noble. And, uh... uh it gives you a little speech. Here's what you did. Here's how much money you made, and here's this and here's that. And 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 so there's a there's a, a finite there's an end of the game. And it and but that's the only end. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, one of my main problems with the game was <clears throat> I kept steering my boat into the shore a lot. I had a hell of a time. Uh, Negotiating some of the close to land areas, and it would I would I, I sank a lot of boats and in and multiple games, mm-hmm. so I tried all the different time periods, and so my guy would spend a lot of time deserted on an island or in jail. If you try to bust through a harbor and they kick kick your butt and, t- and take your boat or sink it, you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. And so it shows the time click by <clears throat> as you sit there, and when you get out, st- everything you knew is changed, and you st- and you basically basically start it's over, like, yeah. <clears throat> you know. And so uh, that's an interesting aspect to the game, the time part of it. And it's funny, every so often it'll say, you know, you're still fit you're still good to go, you're still a young man, oh you're feeling your aches and pains, oh man, you're getting, it's getting rough, and then being you're like, Man, you're you're nearing the end. And uh, I've read that as and I don't know I have no way to confirm this through play. I didn't notice it, but they say as you as your guy ages, he becomes less effective at things. I like guess sword play, for example which is a neat element Loving. as well. What's that? Loving. I, <laughs> the game well, doesn't go there. It doesn't go there. It's not like that awesome scene in <laughs> the Defender of the right. Crown where you, where the curtain's drawn. Yeah. But uh, uh, it's a it's an interesting game. The controls uh, are good every, everywhere the point of the sword fighting. Again, I, that's my major gripe about it. Just and I maybe with time I could get better at it, but it's just not that fun. Mm-hmm. That's an element that could have been more fun. <clears throat> the uh, It's funny. When I looked at this game to start off, I was kind of scared. I'm like, man, this looks like it's going to be a real – we just got finished playing Syndicate. And, I mean, mm-hmm. that was a – that's no easy task no. to get into that. And so yeah. here I am trying to play this. And uh, thankfully, we'd actually – we did this a couple – I took this before the interview. We've We was it's, we've had an extra time to play this. Yeah. One. Yeah, we've had we, – we this has been on the docket for three weeks yeah, now. Yeah, and so uh, um, I got to play it a lot more. And that helped. And once I got into it, I realized okay, this stuff is not—it's not a huge thing to like an in inventory, and all. So I was really worried. And now, but like haven't played it. It's fun. <clears throat> and uh, I looked at some of the other versions. Uh, like I said, the 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 CD32 version, I thought, okay, let's see if they do anything. Which yeah, they did a ton. It looks it looks different. It's got a um, a full intro with these pirates at at a. At a uh, at, at, like a tavern, talking. It's it's all digitized sound. It's all uh, CD quality music. You know, they play Popeye's theme a lot. I've noticed <laughs> the graphics are completely different. <clears throat> it looks it looks a lot better. Uh, the uh, um, I'm guessing the extra buttons are in use, which would help on some of the you know aspects of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much fun it would be. Uh, to wait on load times and stuff I have no idea how long it takes that could kind of be a bummer but uh, <clears throat> I was impressed you know it looks good so then I checked out the PC the latest PC remake of course the, uh, this with the c32 version is a new I mean look at that we're looking at this now and it the, the guy it looks so so much it looks almost like a fighting game doesn't mm-hmm. it yeah um, <clears throat> um, the PC versions of this that are really new and man they it, they're quite beautiful Actually, it, I mean it's it's very attractive uh, game and it, it, they they did a good job. Now how it plays, I don't know. I just watched a video of it. I didn't try playing the PC version, but I mean, I know when it came out a few years ago, people were very excited. And again, this is a game I didn't fully get the get the appeal of until I actually sat down and, and played it. But it that open end in this man, I was always wanting that in a game. You know, even and this goes sound stupid, but you remember. Um, uh, the Oregon Trail. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that game had a certain level. It for, for me, I don't know why, but it, it had this certain open endedness that I enjoyed. You know, it lets you pick how you wanted to proceed, and you didn't know what was going to happen. But it wasn't mm-hmm. the same thing over and over. And it, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. And I enjoyed pirates in a similar way. It's, I mean, it's just the the fact that you can just go out and drive around. It makes it fun. You know, and 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 the fact that you. There are certain things I don't like. Uh, don't get me wrong. The sword fighting, the wind fighting, the wind is, and especially if you fool around playing on the higher levels, it's tedious to say the least. Uh, it, and it gets, it's, and I mean, you're screwed if you are trying to go the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You just got to wait till the wind. Which I mean, again, that's probably a good simulation. very realistic, very you know, realistic. But I mean, it's basically it's a it's a time suck. You mm-hmm. just sit there and wait for it to for it to switch. What, what were your overall thoughts on the, on the thing? <clears throat> yeah,
0: I, I tended to like this game more. Than the Cinemaware games, just because I, I think that a lot of Cinemaware games, Wings being probably the one exception, or a lot of Flash, and, and you know, a, a mile wide and an inch deep, uh, this really felt like it had some depth to it. Um, it felt like a game that would reward you the more that you played it, the more you could kind of become part of the world. The open endedness was very cool. Um, there were a lot of things that I just didn't get, and I like that in a game. You know, I don't want to be able to understand everything right off the first time I play it. It is neat that there's things going on that change the entire makeup of the world from a political way. I will note that uh, <coughs> if you're watching on this, we're watching the PC version, and apparently there is a dancing mini game in the modern version that was lacking from the Amiga original.
1: Well, I, I be honest, I never got to a, a point where I was uh, married, so I, you know, which was, and also another thing you have to do is like sometimes you have to go rescue your family, find your family, have somebody. so there are some little missions in there in there as well, which kind of make it interesting. <clears throat> but uh, overall I was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. I mean it's not the best game ever played by any stretch of the imagination but I can definitely I get it you know that's the thing I get it now it's always been a, a puzzle to me as to why this one had gotten so popular but I mean everybody likes pirates you know but <laughs> I mean it's the open worldness of it, it's really what makes a game and, and the funny thing is you mentioned it being like a cinemaware game which it is but it's like this game's close to being really good it's clo- It's good, but it's close to being great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there were a few things that that cut it short. I think the I think the Wars presentations are better. Their overall presentation, they they've got a lot of panache that I didn't think this game had. <clears throat> um, but this game, and, and I would I'd sort of I kind of put them equal in terms of the actual
0: mini games, you know. They are up and down. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to Defender comp- of the Crown was so much earlier. That well, it's I'm, hard I'm, to I'm thinking those more two. of uh, of uh,
1: the, uh, the one we did last time with Rocket Ranger. Mm-hmm. This was I think Rocket Ranger's mini games were a little bit better than these, but not. It's not like they were great. Yeah, yeah. This one, what it had over the War game is depth. You know, depth of the world. Uh, I mean, much like the Cinemaware games, there was a lot of repetitiveness. You know, I'm standing on an island for the fifteenth time. I'm right. in jail for the hundredth time. Yeah. But um, there was enough stuff going, simulated stuff, and you could see where a company like this, who had done nothing but simulators up to this point, they took that simulator knowledge and they stuck it in the background of this. It's still there, because that's mm-hmm. what they do. It's the core of their business. And then they put this Cinemaware game over the top of it, and they, and they came out with something that's really unique.
0: Yeah,
1: And I know the, uh, the, the, the game Covert Action, which I mentioned is another one they did, and I'm kind of we'll going to have to check that one out somewhere down the line because I, I've heard it's similar to this, and, but it's more spies. Mm-hmm. And that might be That sounds fun. cool, yeah. So uh, um, Sort of like... Um, <clears throat> although th- it's not nearly as hell and in,
0: in, uh, it's not as endearing to everyone as, as this was. It what wasn't was as the, popular. What was the game that we did a couple months ago with the spy <clears throat> game? Top Secret Episode or uh, Galgo 13 or what was that? The game where you're um, you, you you have like a sniping thing. Oh, and then you re- yeah. rescue the embassy re- mission. What was that, that called? It was uh, hostages. Hostages. There it, we was, go. it was uh, that game was way more popular than I would have
1: guessed. Uh, yeah, and it was yeah. a neat game too. Mm-hmm. Boy, that was a real neat one. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is not. I doubt that's anything. I, like I was going to say. I wonder if that covert action game is some. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll have to have a look. But overall, I give it a thumbs up. It's a good game. I'll probably go back to it. I may go and give the CD32 game a try. And if I if I do, I'll do an Amiga's play on that one. And let you know what I think about
0: that one. Cool. Um, did you have a look at it, eBay and see what this is selling for? I did, actually. Let me see where I stuck it here. I
1: could not find a copy of this. this is another one where I couldn't find a copy of it locally. Um, Well, I'll have to i have to amend that at some point because I don't know where I put the number. I know I couldn't find one uh, one in, in the states, mm-hmm. um, and the uh, the yeah. Since we're sitting here, we can just look it up, can't we? Yeah. Um, I looked this up about three weeks ago, so I, we'll
0: see if the prices have changed. So it looks like you've got a, a copy of Pirates Gold with the manual for the CD thirty two. Game not meant but um, uh, for 110 bucks, that's that's a lot of money for a game that's not meant.
1: Yeah. Then again, if you're buying this, you're probably not gonna play it. Yeah. Right. It's it's destined. If for you're gonna yourself. pay 110, dollars you know, wow. And look at and that. That's, that so, looks like it. Why don't you go up and click on what's the ended, the ones that have ended, and see how okay. it did. Um, <clears throat> So it looks like there's a an yeah, immediate no copy. no one bought that. Yeah, one. For $299, yeah,
0: for two ninety nine, but
1: with no bid. Never buy, pay three hundred dollars for any video game. Yeah.
0: Um, twenty,
1: there's twenty six. So I mean, the, the, those are pretty lofty prices for an old game. Yeah, that's thirty dollars. So <coughs> if you can catch it, or if you own to, it,
0: to be honest with you, that, that's not that, that. That game looks like it's in pretty good shape. 26 six yeah. bucks. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's something to hold on to and
1: I believe these shipped with a cloth map mm. I don't know if they all shipped with it but I saw it mentioned a bunch of times so uh, uh, if someone out there can confirm that and let us know but I think it I think it had a map with it originally <clears throat> so it's it looks good it's a good looking game mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah you know I enjoyed it now uh, but I think I've had enough of these uh, deep, heady games for a while. We've done we seems like that's do, all we've done. Yeah, we need recently.
0: to do some lighter stuff. Um, so before we close this thing out, uh, like to remind everybody to please check out our site. Uh, the official website of the Amigos can be found at everythingamiga.com. Uh, we've got all kinds of stuff going on there. We've got long form reviews, uh, the Amigos magazine, of course, uh, all oh, of the Amigos plays videos, Gary Hucker <laughs> and Will Williams they repair and modding videos. I like everybody else to. Uh, I'd like you to also check out uh, Amiga Tees. If you click on the link from the site over at T Public, we have a, a generous selection of Amiga-based T-shirts, including the official Amigos T-shirt. Uh, there are several to pick from. Our most popular being the Amigos Staff and Supporters shirt. Um, so uh, check that stuff out. Um, and finally, I'd like to thank our Patreon. Subscribers. Now, Aaron, I know you look forward to this every week. That's why I had you pour me additional bourbon. Um, and Aaron, I know the last week you kind of gave me a hard time because you said that I practiced our the, the song too much. So I have never practiced this before. Okay. okay. Now I know that you're a fan of of Zeppelin. That's you're, true. You're a big fan of Led Zeppelin. And so now you're going to hurt me. So uh, I thought we'd do a little little tribute tribute to Page and Plant this evening and our mm-hmm. Patreon subscribers. So, here we go. Very fancy. Push it up. That's right. It's the mega mix. Is that what that is? Adam Bradley, Chris Foles, Daniel Bingston, O'Brien, Chad Halstead, Brent Dowdy. Special thanks to Retro Gameplay Channel. For your footage of pirates. Beautiful, man. If I, if I had my light, to would lit you up right there. <laughs> you would have lit me physically on oh fire. Oh, my gosh. Right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you would like to be part of that um, glorious <laughs> lit-me, um, then feel free to check us out over at patreon.com slash amigos podcast.
1: What are you going to do if that list of names gets so long? You're going to start doing... You got to start singing like "Anagoda An- I- Vita. American Pie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I can do the whole "Tales of Topographic Oceans." At oh my, my yes, gosh! Um, so, Aaron, next week, mm. and we we alluded to this before. We're going to do it a little bit lighter. We're going to have our our second amigos arcade spectacular yes release.
1: two games each or three games what last we did time? three games three last games time. i've already got three picked out i got That's 10 great. picked out i'm ready to go
0: <laughs> i'm ready too i can't wait to do yeah, that'll be these a are lot always, of fun these yeah, are always yeah. one of my favorite kinds of episodes um so we will see you all then thanks for listening until next time adios, adios.